From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. And this is the post-Hurricane Hillary podcast That's episode. Right. We have survived. We've survived. Yes. I'm marked safe yes. uh, on all, all <laughs> platforms. Uh, and so we don't take lightly what might have happened in some places, but no. we're reacting to what happened in our place. Yes. And we thought this was going to be crazy, and it kind of was a humid day with some rain. Yeah, so listener, uh, I kind of freaked out on Saturday. I was like oh, reading yes. a bunch of news. I ended up canceling my life group here at Calvary at 11 o'clock on Sunday because I was, ha- saw some news that it was going to be pouring at noon. Did you think walking up to the B building from the worship center was <laughs> going to be a challenge? That is the location of my life group. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I was reading like, oh, it's going to be like a squall. It said a squall. Squall. S-Q-U-A-L. L. <laughs> Correct. Wow, good job. And uh, I was like, I don't want people driving home in that. Let's just like get them home, get them safe. And uh-huh. then. Were you thinking like by like. 11 it was going to be real bad but like by nine it was going to be okay yeah like, that's what it was supposed that's to that's what i was kind of okay, saying okay okay i had a funny thing I though am. jake reese who uh is part of our <laughs> church yes. um like, he sits in the front row with yeah, me yeah special there. needs adult just yeah. such an amazing guy but he's in my life group yeah and he was upset that i canceled it and he said next time matt just look outside the door before you cancel something <laughs> I think that's so good. Like, oh, that's so money. Yeah, that's so. Great. Yeah, so apology to all my life group uh, yeah. canceling. Oh, that's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it was kind of wild because I, I had that feeling where I mean, it was called a hurricane. It got, I guess, downgraded to like a tropical storm. Yeah, I never had heard the word squall, but I'm excited about <laughs> squall. Uh, you watch movies like White Squall or something <laughs> like that. Wasn't that a movie? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and you're like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, is it? Because I had I had that feeling where my, everything could blow away from my house. Yeah. Or it was just going to, like, drizzle. Yeah. Or, or like, kind of almost what we experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, and it ended up just being, like, nothing mm-hmm. or whatever. Did you do any preparation? Like, uh, put anything down so or cover all, anything? Literally, I did move some... Uh, some of my furniture a little bit forward uh-huh. so that it was slightly more under the awning. <laughs> that's all I did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know. Our own Michael Wells here said he was at Costco on Saturday before yeah. the, Hil- the Hillary hurricane. And uh, he said it was like packed. Like there's people like grabbing waters mm-hmm. and buying batteries and things like that. Yeah. Trader Joe's was out. Cause B went Saturday. I just went to go do some like kind of normal shopping. And it was like, Hey, let's just have like, like, let's be able to make dinner at home yeah. on Sunday or whatever in sure. case, like, just we don't want to have to leave the house. And uh, she said it was just like everything was gone. Yeah. You know, and all the waters for sure were gone. Yeah. And that was like the news mentioned something, man, and it just gets going. So it's going to be hard. I feel a little bad if this <laughs> if this occurrence happens again, but it's mm-hmm. actually like more serious. Yep. Is anyone going to take it seriously? Boy, the cried wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I always used to. Did you ever tell your kids the boy that cried wolf story? Yeah, yeah, I, I used yeah, to that's tell like it all a, that's the time a, too. That's in like the <laughs> right pocket of every parent, I think. <laughs> yeah. I do though. There's another interesting thing that I saw, and that is, um, I'm like a avid Twitter person, so I follow Twitter. I know it's not for everybody. X, um, yeah, or X, yeah. <laughs> I guess that means how avid I am, right? I don't know the name of the change, change name. It's but, the um, dumbest thing ever. <laughs> but it was interesting on Sunday. I was like, "Is anything happening?" I'm like scrolling through the news mm-hmm. feed, and it was showing like, "Oh, massive waves in Newport." I was like, "No way!" And then there was a little disclaimer underneath it. This is from May 2023. This is not from today. What? And then another person's like. Oh, um, Hollywood's flooding right now. And then someone else is like, this is Universal Studios. This is a ride. This is not. So like, oh, it is interesting, like the fake news or misinformation yeah. that can quickly get out there that people run with. Whoa. I was trying to track the little, uh, you know, on the map where you see the little swirl of the, yeah. um, of where the hurricane was. Yeah. So yeah, I think it did move inland earlier than they expected, mm-hmm. which happens often. Mm-hmm. And when a hurricane hits land, they say the energy dissipates. Okay. So I guess that's what happened. Yeah. That's your weather corner here today. <laughs> sponsored today's oh. uh, Calvary Life podcast, sponsored <laughs> by uh, the Weather Channel. Yes. <laughs> weather Channel, if you could send Eric and I two parkas, we would yes. really appreciate it. Oh, like a branded po- Weather Channel parka? Yes. Or rain gear? Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, if you guys know anybody, please, please tell them the incredible advertising and marketing <laughs> they've been given by us. <laughs> and, oh, man, that's amazing. So, yeah, so that was wild. It was so humid, though. It was. So crazy humid. Yeah. I, I Even yesterday, we're recording this on Tuesday morning. Uh, even yesterday, I was, like, moving some chairs around to get yeah. ready for a little event. And I was, like, trying to just move real slow because it was, like, <laughs> and then, but still, I was just, like, sweaty. Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. I did a joke in my little announcement time on Sunday, and I felt like it was maybe the delivery wasn't great because I said, welcome to Calvary Church, Florida, and no one laughed. Oh, do you think the slight pause there made it think like you were talking to Florida? Like, hey, yes. Florida, welcome to Calvary it, Church. It, it could have been that. It could have been I needed I to pause was, longer. I thought it was good. I liked it. <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I actually think it was spot on. So I give you props. <laughs> okay. And I also loved your little bit with Josh Simpson that I thought was a that total was funny, bit, huh? but it was real. Yeah. He did not know it was your birthday the day before Sunday. Which no big deal. I'm not one of those people that likes to talk about my birthday. Can but we, he listed like five other people. That's what I was not expecting. <laughs> so I did expect if you were there, you understand. If not, sorry. But uh, no, he's like, good. hey, today's yeah. Christian Hemling's birthday, our high school pastor. Yeah. I'm like, oh. He's like, should I mention? I'm like, go for it. Yeah. So I didn't say anything at that point. I'm like, oh, but yesterday was my birthday. I was like, yeah, today's Christian's like honor him. Yeah. But then he started rattling off all the other birthdays, like coming up in three days and next week and a month from now. Okay, I got it. And then some. Go ahead. Sorry, keep going. Michelle Gustin, who else is close, she's like, it's Matt Doan's birthday, too. So I could hear her yelling it. Uh, so then I was like, oh, it's also my birthday. That's why you yelled it. Okay, because I was going to call you out on this a little bit. <laughs> Do it. Because, because Josh told me in your like little pre-service talk together that you had said oh it's also jonathan smalley's birthday yeah. and that you had given him more information but you didn't say it was yours and then on stage <laughs> you're like oh and it's my birthday too on stage so i think like maybe you kind of set him up there a little i bit. was not no, there was no premeditation on that i was just gonna do the honor of the 20th and then it started spilling out spilling out <laughs> that was that was really funny i don't i actually i don't know if you saw me but i like stopped josh as he was walking off the stage and i was like i have to know like was, <laughs> was that, that planned yeah, yeah was that, a, was that josh a josh is so quick he, he is, is such a quick person so he, and he can get you yeah if you're not if you're not careful he'll get you up yeah there. so props to josh <laughs> well done buddy my favorite thing was when josh used to make fun of uh diddy dave, yeah dave mitchell oh, the best he it's was like still the best i know he was like the one person that could really get dave yeah. and, and dave would laugh yeah he yeah. would like it it was so funny yeah uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, hurricane weekend. Yeah. What, uh, what else? Any uh, family business? Yeah, so we're really faced with uh, sending Lily to school. She's just going to yeah. Biola, as we've mentioned here on the pod a few times, but she moves in on Thursday. And so it's kind of hitting our family in different ways, just that yeah. she won't be at home every single night. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, all her stuff's like in a room packed, ready to go. Ugh. I know you know that feeling. Ugh, yes. And so uh, last so. night, our little eight-year-old, so our girl showroom, our boy showroom, and our little eight-year-old kind of broke down. I think it was hitting oh. her like, oh, my big sister's not going to be here. Yeah. So a little extra grace for everybody. If you see me in the next week or so, going to be a little emotional. Yeah, you will be. Man, that's two days away from right now. So and probably when this, when this might go up on today or Wednesday. So people will need to reach out to you. Give yeah. You JK Rowling's, uh, other, otherwise known as Jordan Cranda, who, uh, produces and edits <laughs> <JK> this, Rowling. <laughs> edits this. He's been getting this up quick. Yeah. He's been getting it up like in an hour after I text him and say, I've uploaded it to the, to yeah, the web. So JK, well done. <laughs> you call him JK Rowling. That's my new nickname. For him. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was talking to one of our Calvary, uh, missionaries, Chris Tweedy, mm -hmm. and cause he, because his daughter is considered an international student yes. because they've come from Germany. Right. They dropped her off last night. Yeah, they got her in. So she's like, she, you know, they slept at, at least in one of our missions homes yeah. <laughs> for the first time. Oh. And it's like, oh, it's so hard. It's so that sad. is. That really is. We had big news in the Wakeling home as well. Yeah, so tell me. Ella, our youngest, got her driver's license yesterday. Oh. So that's pretty exciting. Well done. Yes. Uh, mostly excited to not have to drive to surf class in the mornings. Yeah, Early, early, um, early. So that'll be great. Um, but yeah, so she, it, her experience with her whole testing too, this is crazy. Like when we went to go do her written test, show up to the DMV and they say, we're sorry, all of the DMV like computer system of the entire state of California is down. Hurricane Hillary. 
No, 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 no. This is like months ago. Oh. Her written test. Okay. Her written test. Yeah. So months and months and months ago. Yeah. The whole system was down, so she could not take her written test. So then they had to reschedule it like weeks later. That's why she's even like was taking her test this week and mm -hmm. not like when she turned 16 a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I took her again to go do her written test. And I am, I mean, I feel like you kind of know this about me. Like I'm like I'm, attention to detail is one of my gift giftings. Like I'm very massive gifting. <laughs> I say that in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it could be, it could be described with other words that maybe aren't great for the pod, but like, yeah. So, that attention to detail is a big thing for me. Now you had to take the um, the the birth certificate, and I took to her written test Grace's birth oh, certificate, no. not hers, because Grace's name is Grace Elizabeth. Yes, and Ella's name is Elizabeth. And they're probably Noel. right next to each other in yeah. some drawer. And I just looked in, and I was like, "Oh, Elizabeth!" Whoop, and grabbed Bummer. it. And then we showed up there, and then had to reschedule again. And imagine oh. her. And that's like that postpones the date. Yeah, uh, that you can get your like your actual driver's license. Oh, I didn't know any of this. And then it's coming up that Monday morning at eight fifteen of Hurricane Hillary weekend <laughs> is when she's having her actual <laughs> driver's yeah. license test. But thankfully, it stopped raining. There's probably like palm fronds everywhere. I know. And like I know. There's like stuff. So yeah. So anyway, she took her test and passed. But oh, what a great good. feeling yeah, for exactly. Ella. And B has a rule that you have to do it at the. You have to go to the Santa Ana DMV. Oh, really? She says if you can't do it at the Santa Ana DMV, you can't pass there, you shouldn't have your driver's license. I agree with that. That's, yeah, that's that good. good. Although we did, I think our daughter did something different. but Like the Laguna Niguel right, one or right, whatever. And that's like the no, yeah. notorious one as being the easiest for <laughs> some reason. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. Wow. Yeah, so that's exciting. So that's our family news section. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a great, before we get into maybe Sunday, we had a great... Um, prayer night last night we did as a as a church mm -hmm. and we're going to have another one on tuesday the 29th yep so next tuesday but uh you know we we mentioned uh, a couple times in church and via email and stuff like how we're we're faced with this whole thing with our worship centers heating and air conditioning is like dying and um it's kind of just like we're having to like keep it keep it going with duct tape so to speak <laughs> almost mm -hmm. and uh but there's like it's a very expensive project and yeah. a very big and old building, and so it's like 1.6 million dollars, which is isn't that crazy? Like, what do you think when it's, you first heard that number? I was just like, what? I, I almost felt like <laughs> this was <laughs> like prideful. I'm like, somebody redo the numbers. That can't be right, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the numbers actually started. I mean, even higher. It was like 2.1 yeah. million, and then through like. Michael Wells and Rick Cavecchi and some yeah. of our other trustees and other Sam McGonigal and mm -hmm. Ernie Glasgow and some other people like mm -hmm. in our church, like really working on this and trying to get like the, the best deal and the best bid and all that <clears throat> kind of stuff. Like I've got yeah. it down, which was like getting it down $500,000. That's like a huge donation. So to speak, Yeah, that's the know? number I'm hearing right now. Right. It was at 2.1. Yeah. 2 yeah. 2.1 yeah. down to 1.6. So that's awesome. Like, so they're doing a good job. But anyway, so there's that. There's like paying off the debt on the Heritage Medical Building, yeah. which we have, even though that building pays for itself mm -hmm. and, and more even um, with the rental income we receive. And then just some like other projects we could do around campus. I'm not here to like do a whole pitch on the <laughs> on the things but we want to do. But that's why we prayed last night. That's why we prayed. Yeah. And I have to tell like just a personal note <clears throat> on that. Um, and this maybe will even translate to anyone in our church, whether they're thinking about this project or even their own finances. Yesterday morning, Monday morning, I woke up and I was just thinking through the day and how we had this Monday night prayer night. And I was like, okay, if a thousand people in our church gave a thousand dollars, that's a million dollars right there. Right. I don't know. Is that the right? Yeah. Man? <laughs> I think someone can fact check me on this. So that's a million bucks. And I'm okay. like, that's actually a sacrifice for some, for a thousand different people yes. to give a thousand dollars on top of like what they give to their normal offering and their uh, missions and whatever. I'm like, wow, that's that's a lot. It's a big chunk. And then it, only a million. So we still need 600,000 yeah. beyond that. And I started just getting kind of overwhelmed uh, yesterday yeah. morning of like, dang, that's just step one of this project just to cover our maintenance. Yeah. Lord, how are you going to do this? Last night was so good. It mm -hmm. was such a good to recenter our trust, our confidence mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ collectively. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage our listener, like if you have this, some, <laughs> maybe you just have this big car bill all of a sudden or school bill or something that's hit you. Yeah. Boy, even just to gather a few people with you and let them in and pray together, 
I think is such a powerful thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I really like that story you told. Was that on Sunday morning? Yeah, with my roof, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah with your roof. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, so gathering, needing to have to repair your roof. And if you guys have ever seen, like, roof prices, it's nuts. Yeah. Nuts. It's kind of like when you get faced with this, like, $1.6 yeah, million dollar it was my equivalent conditioning bill. Yeah. It's like 30000 or 40000 or something, probably. I don't right. know how much it was exactly, but that's usually, like, roofs are crazy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it's just like, what? <laughs> like, that's the kind of thing, I, my reaction. And it's like, yeah. what? Impossible, right? Yeah. And so then you gather your family together, talk. Hey, we're going to have to make some, you know, make some choices and changes yeah. and tighten up. And then yeah. also let's pray about it. So I think that was really helpful. Yeah, so that's what we're doing as a church. Yeah, exactly. And what was cool is this prayer night, and it was an awesome night. Weren't tons of people there, which we've talked about could mean that you're not stressed about, like, <laughs> all of this maybe. And we're not stressed about it either. Um, but we also really feel like we need to see God work. And what was so cool about last night though, and this is why I really encourage people to come to the next one. It was just an awesome night of prayer in general. Totally. Um, so we did some like small group prayer. We did some listening prayer, like a little practice in that, which I think has been even helpful for people to kind of just have like a time of even talking and processing through what that's like in a little small group of people. And then, praying as a big group, having leaders pray, some worship. It was just, Mm -hmm. then we ended up just kind of like spontaneously spirit led wise, like just praying over, um, a member of the group, somebody that was there. I was just like, I feel like we just pray over some people too. And that gives people need it. And Mm -hmm. so, so, um, a young man had some issues with some like recurring and, and difficult headaches. And we prayed for God's healing over him and comfort and peace. And it was just like, you could see it was so moving for, for yeah. him and some other yeah, people sure. in the room. So yeah. we, we're doing more than just, it's not like, hey, guys, will you come pray about the air conditioner? Like, yeah. that sounds kind of lame. <laughs> right? Like, right. So yeah. like, I just highly encourage to come out for a sweet night of prayer. Yeah. So yeah. put on, throw it on your calendar. We have a bunch of stuff coming up. Dude, Wednesday night so starts much, and uh, more life groups on Sundays. But um, yeah, put on your calendar. I think you'd be really blessed if you come the 29th. I agree. I agree. So let's talk. Uh, a little bit. We'll, we'll do a little talk about Sunday yes. with our, in, in our Luke series. Mm-hmm. We'll do some um, listener mailbag. I mm-hmm. uh, got a couple questions. Ooh, nice. And, I know, which will be fun. And so maybe you've learned to just kind of like timestamp or scroll ahead <laughs> 20 minutes and Wait. see. <laughs> but uh, no, but I think, um, but it's fun. Some people like the, I was actually like, just it's funny, like another little side note, but like some other podcast was saying like you, you come for the content and then you like stay for the community or the, huh. or the, rela- yeah. the relationship. So yeah. you start, sometimes you start listening to a podcast and I have this with podcasts. I listen totally. to, you're like, Oh no, just talk about fantasy football rankings. Right. And then you're like, Oh, these guys are fu-. after a while. You're like, these guys are funny. I wonder what they're doing. You know, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, yeah. And, and I don't know if we're funny. No, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I hope, I, I guess one of the hopes of this is that you just feel like you get to know Eric and I better and you're sitting at a table with us. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly. The prayer. Um, all right. So did you, I don't know if you've got, did you even listen to my sermon on Sunday? Or? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So we got, we were in Luke, uh, chapter six. We've been sitting in Luke six this whole month in this series of, um, what if Jesus was serious? And this was a spicy one. This was a good one. This it was, was spicy. you know, Jesus calling us to love our enemies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even before I even point out a couple of things, anything that you just learned or like we're re- renewed by in your study and prep and then giving of it? Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned this, it was interesting to think about how I did study this and this passage and the Matthew five version of probably mm-hmm. this, this passage as well in, uh, at UCSB in that introduction mm. to ethics class, yeah. which I mentioned there. And so it's just kind of like, um, an interesting thing to kind of like reflect back on that of how this was like an ethic that was worthy to be studied at a very at a school where I also studied how Wicca is the center of all yeah. world religions. Um, <laughs> that know. was the premise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so just a kind of a wild place, but yeah. um, but people are like this is a this is a teaching and this is a way of of thinking and a way of living that even invades like the secular culture, mm-hmm. uh, the golden rule. Uh, so golden rule right here yeah. in this passage, yeah. um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, there's some like sort of different versions of the golden rule also like out there mm-hmm. in like different, um, I don't know, more ancient cultures or whatever, which is kind of an interesting thing. Um, so yeah, but like just this, 
this whole thing was just more honestly hitting me like in a more personal way. Huh. Um, just, and I, I just have, there's like a, like a few people in my life that I know I've just had some conflict or struggle with Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to like process Lord, like, okay, what is my responsibility? And then I also want to be careful. It's so funny because I was also, <laughs> I was thinking about this on Sunday. Every time someone after the service would come up and be nice to me, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Does that mean they've been like, they were, they were like, oh, I better go, I better go say something nice to no. Eric. No, I know I'm just kidding. But like, That's but funny. you know what I mean? In your head of yeah. like, you don't, don't want to react too soon after a love, your, <laughs> love your enemies message. You want to give it a little space. I did right after your sermon. <laughs> I got a text from three different people just saying like, hope you're having a good day. So I don't know what that meant. Really value you. Just uh, think you're great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, but I did have somebody like come up to me right afterwards and was like, "Hey, you're just doing a really good job." I just oh. want to say thank you for that. Oh, and then, that's sweet. but it was really sweet. But then yeah. I was also like, "Hmm, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> but it is like an interesting thing. Yeah. Think after do do good to those who hate for you. For sure. Um, I you know it's interesting. Like yeah, I think culturally, our Western culture would be like, "Oh, this is good." Yeah, like this is a good ethic. Mm-hmm. And yet, it does feel like we have more permission than ever as a culture. To just hate each other oh. <laughs> like David Brooks I sent you this little link but um, David Brooks in the Atlantic a couple weeks ago wrote uh, are we getting more mean right and, like his answer to that was like yes like just aren't, as a culture we're yeah. just mean aren't you using that this week don't use that now well right. we'll see I, that's gonna come out several times I just really like <laughs> actually subscribe to the Atlantic based on that Whoa. article I went and looked because I looked at the his tweet yeah after you talked to me about it and then I clicked and then it was like paywall hey, have, yeah paywall oh, okay like, well you can look at mine now I'm out Okay, sweet. That'll be like our Netflix code sharing. But yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which I actually am very against. Ooh, so this do you know that I have like an I have an ethic against this? Ever since like the whole Napster thing, I started to do the Napster thing, and then I realized after a little while of, of Napster, by the way, is a way you could like basically just get music for free. And yeah, no, I'm doing this. Don't try to. He's 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 mouth like he's mouthing to me like to stop this. Because this is going to call people out, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, but after the Napster, I was doing it for a while, and then I was like, uh-huh. no, this is wrong. This is stealing music from artists. Yes. And so then, now that's like my thing. I think if you share if you share those kind of codes, you're stealing. Oof. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? Well, what if it's like your family? Like, what if Lily's at Biola and no, we're... No, no, that's different. That's your immediate family. Okay. Like, immediate family is different. <laughs> <laughs> You're by, still like Grace is on my family plan, like for phones and stuff. Okay, like that so still. if someone's on your fam, if on your cloud or phone plan, yeah. then you can share. This is like your buddy says, "Hey, can I have your your uh, you know your code for Paramount Plus so that I can like watch soccer, <laughs> and I'll give you like five bucks. You know, it yeah. costs ten bucks or whatever. All right, know. true confessions. Oh, you do it. So, my brother-in-law <laughs> lives in Orange, and he came to our house one time and entered in his code oh, for something, and yeah. it just stayed like locked in on our. See, this is a gray our, area. This uh, is a gray area. area. <laughs> and uh, so we were watching ESPN with it. We were loving it, and yeah. then he just switched cable companies, yes. and so we're cut off. Yes. <laughs> This actually did happen to me in the past too, where I was like, somebody had come over. I think like a babysitter had like logged in their information, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> like we have HBO <laughs> or whatever?" You know, like yeah. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. was like, what's going on? Um, so yeah, I don't know. All right, so you heard it from Pastor I still, Eric. I still have Grace, but I still drop have... drop all your shared. Yeah, I have Grace on people, but I do think it's stealing. <laughs> okay, um, so okay. Uh, so yeah, Brooks talks about why are we you know wait wait hold on. Hold on. Please write in podcast at calvarylife.org if you want to argue with me about it. Yeah. That'd be fun to argue about okay. it. If you want to come on the show and argue Whoa. as a guest. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Your confidence levels high on this. Uh, but Brooks talks about like, why are we so mean? Like, so there is yeah. this sense of like, oh yeah, you can love people that are cool, that mm-hmm. are nice to you. Yeah, exactly. But you don't have to love people who are mean or who are your enemies. Like that's actually, you're like, given license to. Yeah. So it's just like countercultural to that. It's totally countercultural. And I think he was even talking about what I was reading. Like, it's like we, we've sort of stopped training younger people or just ourselves mm-hmm. as society to even know how to like interact well when yeah. it comes to people we disagree with. And so, be, and so then our disagreement, we just, we follow the examples that were set mm-hmm. like in the large scale media or political worlds and they're all like yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. And so then we just start yelling at each other and yeah. figuratively yelling at each other with our keyboards. Sure. Um, which is 
also so easy to hide behind mm -hmm. like that kind of a thing even to people we know because mm -hmm. it's just like you're not even looking at them you're just kind of yeah you know you can get yourself into trouble if you like type something a little too intense to somebody yeah. you know yeah um and but like there's genuinely probably like there's people who deal with people who hate them i mean we have so many people who have been through brutal divorces and betrayals from friends or family members business partners business yeah. partners yeah you've got yeah, all the left and right divide kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Um, you've got, you know, Oakland A's fans versus <laughs> Angels fans. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a bitter one. <laughs> Who can get third in the division? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You were like um, even foreshadowing, like, oh, we're heading into election season, everybody. So yeah. this is gonna ramp up. Yeah, exactly. It's like buckle up, but let's like prepare ourselves by saying, hey, let's be. Let's be the ones that do this differently, right? Yeah. The Jesus way is different. It doesn't mean you have to give up your view or yes. it doesn't mean you have to be soft on sin or something or, or yes. accept sin or whatever that might be. Yeah. But yeah, there was two notes you made that I appreciated like hmm. caveats in a sense, but like boundary markers of yeah. if there's abuse by someone right. in your life, you don't need, okay, I'm going to love you by allowing you to continue to abuse me. Right. Turn the so, other cheek with yeah, abuse. That's yeah, brutal. So I thought that was kind yeah. of a good note. Um, and then um, the other one was, let's not mistake loving somebody with being soft or mm -hmm. um, weak in a sense. Cause mm -hmm. I think sometimes even culture would, oh, I, I can run over this person because yep. they're not going to stand up or, or what. So yeah. you kind of gave those little boundary markers to that. Yeah. But what is it, as you're thinking through this, okay, you have an enemy <laughs> and you want to bless them. We talked about, what does that practically look like? Like, is there, is it praying for them? Is it like literally bringing them a meal? Is it, I know, um, I, maybe every situation is a little bit different, right? I guess you can't it just say like blanket. I know it is. Every situation is different and it's hard because I also don't want to like get too into like the people I'm thinking about. Sure. I also don't want to be calling people out as my, yeah, as I, I want to respect that enemies. Yeah. Um, um, uh, and, but like, I do very much think praying is like the first step. Mm -hmm. And I think, cause that's like working on your heart mm -hmm. as you pray for them, it's working on your heart. Now mm -hmm. it's something I can't remember if I've talked about this on here or not, but like, um, working on, cause the, the Lord's prayer is a very regular part of my, my life. Mm -hmm. Um, every single day, no matter what, at least once I'm praying the Lord's prayer, if not more. And, um, and so forgive us, you know, our debts as we forgive our mm -hmm. debtors or forgive those who sinned against us. Mm -hmm. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Yeah. That like that prayer is like a thing I've been like really working on for a long time. And mm -hmm. because I pray that every day, it's almost every day that I'm like reminded to say like, okay. And I'm thinking about like a few people mm. should talk about this on Sunday. This is actually not, this is pretty good. Yeah, but like, pause for. <laughs> catches all yeah. our leftovers. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But like, that's where I'm saying, okay, Lord, like forgive, like forgive yeah. me, but like forgive them. Yeah. And sometimes you have to even be like, try to not be prideful about forgive them. Cause it's just like, what role did I have? And in certain situations, mm -hmm. again, there's like straight like things that are only one person's fault, but then there's some things that are a bit of a dance. And um, so just I'm like constantly wanting to pray for forgiveness mm -hmm. towards them and like God, like help me to be able to forgive them mm -hmm. if they've wronged me um, or when someone has wronged me in some way. And again, that might still mean you never are friends with them again or you're it doesn't mean people are getting remarried that are divorced or mm -hmm. going back into business together again. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you, that boundary is likely a good thing yeah. uh, for you and, and maybe for them too. And uh, it's, and both can kind of like thrive separately, but like, how do you work on that healing? Yeah. You know? And um, I find myself, I have to find myself to check that I don't long for the um what's the word like that i don't long for the the other the person that might be my enemy to have failure hmm. you know yeah. like to celebrate failure yeah um i think if you're because i think in our fleshly hearts we can celebrate the failure of those who are our enemies yeah and even like maybe like politically is like a super easy way to think mm -hmm. about this whereas like maybe with friendship or business or, sure. or or marriage or family or whatever that can get a lot harder but like yeah, I'm sure if you are, you know, a more uh, conservative person, you are hoping for 
this other this like more liberal person like to have failure in mm-hmm. what they're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. now that's like fine for your ideology you want that to be furthered and to be you mm-hmm. know what i mean or policies that you agree with to be passed that's good yeah. right but like you shouldn't like like celebrate the failure mm-hmm. of the um the other person and it is it is part of like the thing that made me just the whole like let's go brandon thing mm-hmm. that would happen with politics yeah. with what that actually means and yeah. just crowds of christians chanting that yeah. made me want to like lose my mind well and that's spilling into this week's uh, or next sunday's passage about the condemnation that Jesus tells us not to put on others. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then that goes the other way too. I mean, you think about like that towards Biden, but you think about, that's what I was trying to even say on Sunday. Like Mm -hmm. think about if you're far left, think about that person on the, on the right, you know, that biggest figure on the right, like (laughs) you want them to fail, you know, you want them. And it's like, and you probably feel very justified Mm -hmm. in wanting that. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have to check what does it mean to be justified? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And Jesus says, basically Jesus's whole like ethic here, the whole Jesus way is even when you feel justified, even when you are justified, love. Yeah. Yeah. Give. Yeah, that's good. Give, serve, like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so. Yeah. I, I would just add to that as you're saying, kind of thinking about it myself, like I think empathy. So having yeah. empathy for those that would hate you. Yep. Um, and not like you're saying, not wishing the worst on them. I think a prayer, it all stems from prayer, like you're saying too. And then even just an, another outlet of all of that is, uh, is grace is. Hmm. So if you see somebody say something or do something, not assuming the worst in them or assuming that it's about you even, right? but just having grace on them, yeah. um, in that, cause I think, uh, often with our enemies, we fill in the gaps of the information we don't know. But we assume it's the worst. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I think that it's it's an internal attitude. And remember, Jesus here is is calling who's on the mountain with him. It's the disciples. It's some of the religious leaders. It's the people that have demon possession that are being right. healed. It's those that are lame Gross. and sick and mm-hmm. um, wanting healing from their diseases. It's the Gentiles that have made their way across the, the sea there. I mean, there's this whole like mismatch of people. And mm. so in some ways he's calling anyone to this way of life, like come to yeah. me because I'm the one that doesn't consider you my enemy. Yeah. And then he's also, I think, setting up his followers. Hey, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be maligned. Yeah, um, you're going to be run out of town. This is how I want you to respond. Yeah. And it's even powerful to think some of those guys that were hearing that message would be crucified, killed for their faith. Right. Yeah. And crucified, you know, we use that as the term for Jesus, but. They were on, on stakes, and yeah, absolutely. At least the legends talk about the yeah. disciples. Most of them face some pretty brutal deaths. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, <coughs> it's kind of wild to think about because we we talk about it in church, but imagine living in a place like if we have you ever seen that show or heard of that show, The White Castle? I think it's called or or High Castle, man, or is it Man on the High Castle? It's like it's like an alternate history show mm. where like if. What if Hitler won World War oh, Two? Wow. Yeah, and it's this alternate history, and then it's in America. But then there's like these Nazi flags everywhere, mm-hmm. and they're like living under Nazi rule mm-hmm. post World War Two. Mm-hmm. And but that's what it's like with the Roman Empire mm-hmm. living, and they've conquered you, and you yeah. live under that. You hate them. You hate them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it was like. I can't imagine living in that kind of culture. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes that's what we almost like we equate <laughs> our experience. If like the other political party wins the presidency mm-hmm. or the, yeah. the majority, yeah. the majority or whatever yeah. in, in the Congress. And then we think we're living under that kind of situation. Tyranny. But yeah. yeah, but like that's wild to think about like these people that Jesus is talking to live in that situation. Like yeah. actually every day experience that yeah, good point, man. I think it's man in the high castle. I, I only watched like a few episodes of it. It's just the like premise is interesting. It was a really it? interesting yeah. premise. And then the show was like, fine to I me. Mean, it was like not great, but it was <laughs> yeah. like very interesting premise. Yeah. Um, so think about Matthew. So this is, you know, we think yeah. this is stereo, right? So it's in Luke six, but it's also in Matthew, um, seven, so five through seven. Yeah. But, um, Matthew writing these words yeah. and going, I wonder if that even just brought him some relief, like love your enemies. Like, well, maybe I'll be accepted yeah. because, because Jesus is saying this, mm-hmm. maybe this is going to change the temperature of, 
people how people look at me like i don't know this is kind of a cool perspective no, to think through that it's totally cool is that tax collector the most hated yeah. most hated crowd yeah probably. um so a couple other things i wanted to bring up yep. too you talked about you know there's two sides to loving your enemies one is um <laughs> dealing with the hate in your own heart like this may need to be a moment of not just praying for enemies but praying for your enemies but also just repentance yeah of coming to the lord and saying god you got to clean me from this because this is this has grabbed a hold of me. Yeah. And then, but then you also made a second point, which I thought was fascinating. If you're, if you don't have any quote unquote enemies, maybe it's because you're not actually <laughs> living. Yeah. Order. You're just living yeah. passively yeah. Um, and, and following Jesus. And yeah, thoughts on that. And I, I mean, I agree, but mm-hmm. just wondering if, right. if you've even felt that in your own life either way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easier to not say something than it is to say something in this world because like if you say something even if you say it in the nicest way possible like if you're trying your hardest to speak the truth in love that truth will still often get you hate yeah and nobody likes getting hate yeah you know i don't want to get hate yeah (laughs) and so it's easy sometimes to not talk about some of the hardest issues Mm -hmm. so yeah i i kind of can resonate with that but like so you know yeah that question is just the whole thing of like okay well do you do you just never say something because you're so Mm -hmm. scared of like the kind of hate you could get Mm -hmm. or are you just like convincing yourself that any truth you say is because it's in love but Mm -hmm. you say it in a super hateful way Mm -hmm. you know and so there's like (laughs) you got to really check yourself there's like no each person has to like individually assess where Mm -hmm. am i on this spectrum Mm -hmm. and try to be as honest with yourself as possible Mm -hmm. And I'll just straight confess, I think it's, I, I probably lean towards not saying something when I should, hmm. you know, because of, of that, like fear of rejection mm-hmm. or, or whatever you could get from or the hate you could get from somebody. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or because sometimes in these days, this day and age too, like you have a different view on something and it's like, you're cut off, man. Yeah. yeah. You're Canceled. just, yeah. You're just straight whether that's like canceled from culture or you're just like they person you're personally canceled by yeah, somebody in your yeah. life, you know? So I do think there's a time and a place to communicate yes. truth. Yes. So the larger the audience, the harder it is to have that, yeah. I think personal conversation and not be misunderstood right. or it's just less effective too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a social media platforms, a large audience, even yeah. if it's, just all your family and friends. There's just, mm-hmm. it's hard to have that face to face conversation mm-hmm. where they can see the compassion in your mm-hmm. tone and things this, like that. And they might think, is this a dig at me? Right. Right. You know, and then same with, um, and even in, <clears throat> in our worship services, I think there's time and place. Yeah. I know sometimes we've been asked here at Calvary, like, Hey, pastors, you need to stand up for this issue yep. or you need to comment on the issue that happened over this last week. Right. And I think there's times when the Lord's definitely allowed us to speak into that and say something. Yep. I think there's also times where we've been called or felt called, no, this is more nuanced than this, mm-hmm. or we just need to keep the main thing, the main thing, because this could be misunderstood in a way that will really distract us. Yep. Does that make sense? Totally does. And that's part of why even like, sometimes we'll talk about that stuff here or We'll talk about, or I'll email the congregation mm-hmm. about certain issues that are really hot button issue type mm-hmm. stuff, because it's just like on a Sunday morning, you have people that are walking into church for the first time in 10 years, they're finally giving God a chance again, and then yeah. they hear you rail against some yeah. LGBTQ thing or whatever, yeah. and then they're just like, oh, this is everything I thought the church was. Sure. And so they don't even like give it a chance. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to say we should never talk about that stuff there, but it is like where... You know what I mean? It does make it like a little bit of a harder mm-hmm. um, venue to to be understood. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's where, too, it's like, yeah, you know, you want to have a different sensitivity even one on one with talking about, let's say, LGBTQ issues with your cousin who's gay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, you want to have a different sensitivity of the way you're going to approach that issue. You might yeah. still talk about it, but you got to you got to earn the right to be heard. Yeah. You got to be earning that right to be considered loving mm-hmm. and not just come railing against something at the Thanksgiving table mm-hmm. or whatever. You mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. so that's where it's like a lot of this stuff is like, it really needs to, it's got so much nuance to every person, every yeah. issue, every whatever. Yeah. So. But at the same time, yeah, I think leaning into asking the Lord, okay, God, help me to know when to speak, when yeah. to listen, yeah, what to do. Yeah. So 
It's good. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's good enough. Unless yeah. you said you got something else to talk I mean, about there. I mean, just the the First Corinthians thirteen passage again, mm. so good. Um, I thought it was kind of a different way of thinking mm-hmm. about it. The way I was trying to talk about it, it struck me different. So mm-hmm. anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you? the wedding passage we talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah, but just the idea that if we don't have love, those other things fall to the wayside. Yeah. And so, just as believers, uh, I just pray that that's what we're marked by. Absolutely. It's just interesting. It hit me different where I was thinking about Paul and his like direct blunt yeah. intensity. He is kind of like he is almost like being a jerk <laughs> talking about love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And not jerk. Jerk's too strong, but you know what I mean? But yeah. just like, it's nothing. You're nothing. Yeah. Like, you would never say that to somebody. You're nothing. <laughs> and uh, so, but he's like, that's how strongly he feels about love. So love your enemies. Do good to those who hurt you. Yeah. Pray for those who hurt you. It's, wow. That's the Jesus way. That is. It's the Jesus way. And so then... This this coming Sunday, you're yeah. Is this so, plank? Is this plank guy? This plank guy. Yeah. So uh, the beatitudes. <laughs> it was the idea of the blessings and then the cursing. So we spent a week on the blessings and then we spent a week on <laughs> on being cursed if you do this way. Yeah. This is kind of the same thing. So this last week we talked about love your enemies. This is the opposite of loving your enemies. This is judging your enemies mm. and, and judging those in your lives. And so we're going to talk through when is judgment appropriate. Um, nice. What type of judgment. Um, then are we allowed or, yeah. or, or kind of like given away by Jesus to, yeah. to live out? And then, um, and then, yeah, just take another hard examination of where we at in that. So it's going to be good. I'm it's excited good. for it. I look forward to judging your sermon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. There's well, like such a sense. There's such a vulnerability when you're, you know, standing in front of even your friends and family, your church family, and just knowing that like everyone's like, Hmm. Is this good or bad? <laughs> Dude, totally. Well, that's kind of what I talked about. Uh, that's no. what I was talking about on Sunday being voted on, right. too. You yeah, know? that's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Um, but uh, all right. So that was great. Um, all right. We have some uh, listener mailbag. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. We we have a couple questions from my brother-in-law, Kevin, but I'm refusing <laughs> to answer you. He's, I responded saying I refuse to answer. Love he, your enemies. <laughs> Yes, Kevin. My Kevin's not my enemy. He's not your enemy. He's your podcast email enemy, maybe. Yeah, he is. But I, he's your foible. I am currently refusing again to answer any of your questions, Kevin. Kev, text me. Uh, I'll be. I'm the weak link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find the secret textoso yeah, line. Exactly. Get me your questions. Oh, I like that reference. All right, so let's do. Okay, the one. Uh, this is from Joy Bennett. Oh. Uh, we got this last night. Okay. And it was uh, something like, "What is the best book? What was it? Uh, what's the best book you've been reading lately? Hmm. Yeah, what's the best book you've read recently? Oh, okay. I can go first if you want to think. Yeah. Unless you got to you... go ahead. Okay, go for okay, it. Okay. So I've been reading this book called Dangerous Wonder mm-hmm. by Michael Iaconelli. Older book. About, yeah, it came out in 98. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a book I was thinking about having our like pastoral staff read together for a retreat. So I was like, oh, I'm going to, I remember <laughs> liking this back in 98, <laughs> but also want to reread it to see <laughs> mm-hmm. if, you know, what was I, was there anything, yeah. you know, that I don't like in it or yeah, something? Yeah, something doesn't translate from <laughs> 98 yeah, to Yeah, here. exactly. He does talk about like faxes and pa- pagers and, <laughs> and chat rooms and stuff like that. So I'm trying to think 1998, what was happening in the world? Dude, so internet like... I think we're still using like our AOL disc and dial up for that sure. kind of stuff. I would go to the Santa Ana post office yeah. and they just had for free AOL would put like these little like displays and you could yeah. walk into the post office lobby and grab your next CD that would be for like 40 hours yeah. of um, internet. Of more internet. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. I remember. So we we're still doing that. Uh-huh. Uh, we probably actually did still use pagers. Yeah. Smartphone hadn't been exist. Hadn't no. been invented. Yeah. No smartphones. So anyway, when this book came out, I had some different references. Yeah. But this book is just all about this, like, regaining our childlike faith and wonder and awe of God mm. and a sense of play and risk and freedom mm. in him and really just kind of experiencing him in a new, fresh, free way. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been really it's good. I'm like halfway into it and it's been really good so far. So mm. I can, I can full vouch for the first half at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Mike Iaconelli uh, was really a legend. He's passed away, but he was a legend in the youth ministry circles. Yes. He started this thing called, or part of no, he started and a few others. He started, uh, it. Yeah. started youth specialties, which was really a huge influence on Eric and my life and other yeah. youth pastors around the nation of, 
like raising up training youth pastors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and he had a bit of a sort of mad scientist vibe to he him. He did, kind of yeah, big, big old Santa beard. beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a character. It's cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been reading recently. That's good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, well, obviously, I went through What If Jesus is Serious by Sky Jathani. Oh, so yeah. that was a, my summer read, and we got to discuss it a few times. Um, on side note on that, too, we talked about gathering people to pray with you, um, even for financial needs or worry. I think it's so fun to read a book with other people and then mm-hmm. talk through it. So mm-hmm. last Wednesday night, a couple Wednesdays in, Wednesdays in August, there's a few of us that gathered in the bookstore and just talked it through. I know you did that on Sundays as yep. well. Yep. It, was really good. it was so fun. Yeah. Like there was things that like people pointed out that I'm like, oh, I I kind of forgot that was in the book or yeah, yeah it's a good point. And uh, so it, I just really enjoy the process of reading a book with somebody else. Yeah, and so, good. so yeah, that was a, a good book. Uh, what if Jesus serious? If you haven't had a chance to, I think there's like over 200 people in our church picked yeah, up a picked copy up of it. Up. So I do want to even say something about reading here for a second, if I could about reading Christian books, it is, it should never be expected for you to agree with everything an author says. Oh, for sure. And, if and you agreeing with everything an author says doesn't mean it's a good book. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. there's some like hard heresies that we hope people aren't doing, but there's probably going to be some stuff that you would push back on in a book. And it's important to have a good sense of discernment as you read a book to not just take every single thing in that they say and just like think that must be the only truth there is. Yeah. You know, like, but like these are human authors and these are like human books that are, um, that you can really learn a lot from, even if there's other parts of them that you might yeah. disagree with. And that was definitely true with the Justhani yeah. book. I, there was things I'm like, uh, yeah, it's kingdom of God reference. I'm not sure if that's where I'm at, but, um, but, um, it is rich. It's a good, it goes yeah. to the sermon on the Mount five through seven. So that's one. And then, um, so Tom Radke, member uh, of Calvary yes. church who passed away in June of cancer, uh, just lived an awesome life. His uh, wife, Kathy and kids grew up here. Um, so he wrote a book. And it came out last year, and yep. it was really powerful. It's a book that he wrote to his adult kids on mm-hmm. why he thinks they should believe in in Christ and in God's word. And um, mm-hmm. and so I had the privilege of officiating Tom's funeral last Saturday. And in preparation for that funeral last week, I read through uh, his book. And so it's called Food for Thought um, by Tom Radke. Um, I think there's a subtitle to it. I'm not remembering right now. But I believe there's even some copies in our bookstore right now. And it's just, it's really good. And so um, talks through reasons to believe um, in, in who God is. And so if you it's, get a chance. It's called, it's called, I think it was like, you're mostly right. It's a father's food for thought. Yes, father's food for what thought. What I believe and why. So if you're, because it's on Amazon too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anyway, so it's just cool. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And it's got a little play on words because he was a food scientist. Yes. So father's food for thought. So anyways, I recommend that book too. That's so cool. Tom Radke, you were sharing at the memorial about how you took a long drive with him where he explained like his whole job <laughs> yeah. to you and how he made all these like yeah. bars and stuff. Right. And I had, it's so funny because I was sitting there and I was like, Oh my gosh, I had that exact same experience <laughs> on uh, a hike in Israel. We were hiking up Mount Arbel <laughs> and the entire hike, he was just explaining to me his, his whole job. Cause I, cause I was asking, like, oh, I don't, it's funny. And it was like all these famous like food bars that you've yeah. people would know and have heard of that basically some like marketing person like made up like an idea and then he just like actually creates yeah. the, the bar. It was yeah. like so awesome. I know such a good guy. Yeah. But you, I feel like you wouldn't even like realized he was like such a, like that was his job or he was that kind of scientist type sure. thing. He was just this cool guy that was nice and like played accordion and stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. anyway, it was yeah. cool. Anyway, I know. Yeah. So yeah, recommend, anyway, recommend yeah. that Father's book. Food for thought. And then it. I'm actually, I just ordered a book. It's going to get here today. So I can't say I've read it or it's good. I can't endorse it all the way, but I'm interested in it. It's by yes. Jim Davis. And, uh, it's about, uh, it's basically, I got to think of the name here cause it's on Amazon. It's, a uh, about why so many people have walked away, deconstructed their faith. Oh yeah. And what are some ways to engage people back? Like, and so, Jim um, da- like from Calvary? No, 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 no. Oh, there is okay, a Jim okay. Davis here at Calvary. <laughs> Sorry, I was we like, love, Whoa. we love Jim Davis. <laughs> okay, okay. But okay. Uh, this is Jim Davis. He's a pastor out in Florida. So okay, awesome. Stall, stall me for a minute, and I'll, I'll show it to you. Okay, sounds good. Um, I was like, well, I didn't realize Jim Davis was working on a deconstruction <laughs> book. The Great Dechurching. Okay. Who's leaving? Why they're going? And what it will take to bring them back? Oh, nice. Okay, so. That's another thing Matt's reading, and I'm also reading um, a book about dragons, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Joy, you can ask Eric personally about that if you like reading about dragons. 
Oh, that's funny. All right, we got another email here okay. from Cameron Willis. We Ooh, always Cam. we love and appreciate Cam. Yeah, uh, we yep. always get a little nervous because he has a advanced degree in biblical languages. Okay, funny story. <laughs> so he was in our book discussion last yeah. Wednesday, yeah. and I kept. People would ask questions and I'd be like, I don't know, Cameron, what do you think? Yeah. And then finally, one of the women in our group was like, why do you keep asking him what he thinks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she didn't know who he was. I'm like, because Cameron's the smartest man I know. <laughs> That's so awesome. So we are going to try to uh, answer uh, your questions. Okay. Cameron. If we so, can even understand it. It says, <laughs> it says, hi, Matt and Eric. So he says, I've been holding my emails to allow others the opportunity, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit of a roast. Um <laughs> Because <laughs> we get tons and tons of emails. We actually get enough to talk about, but we... Uh, they, got, they trickle in. They trickle, trickle, trickle. So podcast at calvarylife.org if you'd like to increase the trickle. Uh, he <laughs> says, I have three questions. But first, I wanted to say I agree with Eric. We can just stop there. Whoa. We can just pause. Well, just like so I haven't been in. on the podcast in like weeks, so that's no big deal. <laughs> he says, I agree with Eric regarding the presentness of the kingdom. Final hope and future fullness of the kingdom biblical anthropology as humanity as image of god and being loved by god for who we are apart from our sin all right you um, and cameron can just go read nt right in the corner <laughs> i'm sure i said all that um <laughs> that's so good i don't think you disagree with much of that anyway no. uh okay so then first question while doing some <laughs> Sorry, I just like laughing. So, this sentence is like so good, you guys. While doing some light Semitic language research recently, light <laughs> is there a such thing as light? I know it's so awesome. Okay, uh, some light Semitic language research recently. I found that the Jewish priests would form the letter Shin, which <laughs> kind of, for people to know, it kind of looks like a W. Mm -hmm. uh, the letter Shin. Um, and it's kind of a fancy looking W mm -hmm. and the letter shin with their hands while delivering the ironic blessing over the congregation. Mm -hmm. Would Eric be open to incorporating this obviously very important part of this tradition into his repertoire? So I'm like, Dish. I think we've talked about this before. We have. I'm wondering, what did Cameron bring it up or was there someone I felt like that we've in the last month, not on the podcast, but just you and I have talked through this. Yeah, it's like, what up? West Side. <laughs> so Eric is. Of course, doing the symbol that no one can see, but it's a W with his hands. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's. I mean, I feel you. I mean, do you think I should at least once? So I, there's a sort of unrelated note on this. I've always thought like, if you lift your hands when you're giving the blessing, mm -hmm. it feels very pastoral. Yeah, feels um, in a sense like you're communicating. But what I don't ever want to do is communicate. At least as me speaking. Yeah, communicate that it's me giving. <laughs> In a sense, like my hands are oh, yeah, over yeah, you. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like I'm just speaking on what the Lord's saying to you. So I always get a little nervous of like gadoosh with my hands. Like, so what do you think I'm then? Moses was Moses God in the time when he would like raise his hands and they'd win the battle, or was that God somehow like like he was a conduit somehow? I don't know. What do you think? A conduit. Yeah. Done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I hear your I hear your heart I hear your humility in that and I think that you should still do it dubs um, dun, dun. it's like Lion King dubs <laughs> <laughs> Golden State Warriors sorry I just ruined it um, is right. that is that the symbol the Warriors do yeah with their hands like their full hand Steph like that Steph Curry yeah when he makes a three well dude because that's what the picture oh no actually it's double Spock's is what the picture is. So he he also yes, included a link. This. Yeah, it's like double live long and prospers. <laughs> so you do double a live. You do a Spock. <laughs> if you guys know what that is, where you spread like your. I can't even do that. Your four fingers, not including your thumbs, you separate them two by two. Everybody twos. do that while you're listening. Yeah, two by two. If you're riding a bike, don't then you do stick it. your thumbs out and then you connect your thumbs together and okay. then it's like. Dubs, I'm may the Lord to, bless you and keep you. I'm gonna have to work on that. I'm gonna need some physical therapy. <laughs> Um, this is good, Cameron. Yeah, wow. thanks for bringing this up, Cameron. Some good fodder. I feel like now on Sunday, everyone's eyes are going to be open. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I might not remember because it's my birthday. I'm going to just be oh, celebrating. Oh, speaking inside. of birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your birthday. I love how our birthdays are a week apart. Um, okay. Second question. Yes. How do you find, how do you both find internal motivation for exercise? 
<laughs> I've been trying to ride regularly, and it was Matt talking about running on Jamboree that motivated me to return to ride up Tustin Ranch Road to Portola recently. Oh, cool. For the first time in eight years. Cameron, I know where you live. You like live in Fountain Valley, so that's a trek. Okay, I was curious because up Tustin Ranch Road to Portola is like not that, it's like maybe a quarter mile. I was yeah, like, from his house. Okay, okay. I was like, I was trying to think from like Irvine Boulevard. But Cameron, this is a biography of his life. He works at Amazon. So. Oh, yeah. He does crazy stuff. Can I tell you something about Cameron? He's probably not going to appreciate this. When something goes wrong, like in another country, like, oh, the um, Amazon Prime is down. Yeah. He gets the bat notification. Like, like, fix it. Fix it? Yeah. For an entire country. Oh, my goodness. So, like, Australia, Amazon Prime is down. Fix wow. it. I might be saying that wrong. I might be simplifying it a little bit. I feel like there's likely a team. Uh <laughs> No, but he's like that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. He's in the center of the he, hurricane. Yeah, he's probably not going to like this, but okay. um, he will. Uh, he does all. He is also responsible in a good way for the. If you ever would want to read the transcript of these podcasts, yes, he makes that happen. He like puts it through a, a program AI. and then fixes it up. Yeah, you know, because it's like sometimes the AI can't pick up, especially if we talk over each other or whatever. It's like, like when it would like mess up, um, and probably when I say like like a hundred times, and like probably half my pronunciations aren't like. Oh yeah, exactly. When it's your weird pronunciation, it's King like of Kings, <laughs> stuff like that. It's like K E E N of K E E N. Anyway, um, okay. Internal motivation. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. Are there things like this that drive you to get out and exercise regularly? I mean, I guess basic answer is. It's mental health for me. Like it just helps me so much. Mm -hmm. Just cleanse kind of my mind after a long day or to prep my mind for a long day. So I think that's one of them. Um, And then also I just have a goal. We had our youngest child. I was 40 and I mean, Lord plans your days, right? So he could take me home today and he's good, but I'd love to be able to (laughs) like be relatively healthy when she's like in her twenties. Dude, your youngest child when you're 40. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oof. So I'm trying to <laughs> trying to stay sort of healthy yeah. to be around for her life. Yeah, that's good. Because I was like 31 or something yeah. when my youngest child Well, so was I. I mean, <laughs> my oldest. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean my youngest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> but my parents were 41. Yeah. But now, like, my parents are old. Yeah. My so, dad's 90, dude. So I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. You better get run. You, what, should, what? you should go for a run after this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a little injury right now. I'm a little bummed. A little calf injury. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. I, so for me, it is 100% this. I have to put an event in front of me. Huh. If I have an event to prepare for, I will exercise. Uh-huh. That gets my motivation going. And yeah. typically you have to pay for events. So it also does a psychological <laughs> thing of like, don't waste the entry fee. Right. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Right now I have a very uh, small event in front of me, but it's still getting me out there. Uh-huh. I'm doing this like um, 5K for like books that Susie Alexander oh, got yeah. me to do. Uh, <laughs> so I'm doing that. Cool. On uh, Labor Day. So, Cameron, you should do the century. Ron Rogowski does this, and Dave Mitchell's done it, too. Uh, 100 miles. Oh, you've done it, too. Yes. Yeah. 100 <laughs> miles. Sign up for it. When is it? Dude, I'll do a century with you, uh, Cameron. With Cameron, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cameron, if you want to do a century in the spring, we could plan for a century in the spring. Um, How so, hard is that? Uh, it's actually, it's, like, kind of hard, but it's, like, not that hard because these centuries are very well supported, and you stop, like, four times along the way for, like, a little break. And it's like kind of fun, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and so Century's is a hundred mile ride and um, there's a cool one. I, I don't know if it's, they still do it, but the Amtrak Century is the one that Matt's referring to. And it is a century from Irvine, the Irvine train station all the way to um, like downtown San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. Like I've done that one and yeah. it's really a good time. And then kind of the concept is as long as the train's working through San Clemente, <laughs> yeah. that you could take then the train back That's to cool. Irvine from San Diego. That's really fun. So. Yeah. I did my little 10K last month. And, oh, yeah, how'd uh, it go? It was great because you have like your little water stations, even in the short run like that. Yes. It's helpful, but oh. I did have something really funny happening. I was wearing an Oakland A's shirt as I ran. Was, you were in NorCal, I right? I was in NorCal, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I ran past this group of people and this guy yells, Boo, A's, no one likes you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually, it actually slowed me down. It was like, speaking of loving your enemies, it was demotivator. like total demotivator. <laughs> like, aw. I'm in like Oakland A's territory and someone just yells at me. You probably get more hate there because Giants fans. Yeah. Right? Because nobody down here cares that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, oh, so you should have went and actually given that guy like a hug or something. You know? <laughs> I hadn't heard the sermon yet. <laughs> if I would have, if it would have been post Sunday, I would have. All right. So that's uh, that, that's some of our internal motivation. Third question. Okay. I grew up in evangelical Baptist congregations, uh-huh. not too dissimilar um, to Calvary Church, mm-hmm. but our Trinity was implicitly Father, Son, and Holy Bible. <laughs> My question is in no way intended to denigrate the importance of the scriptures. In fact, the scriptures point to the coming of the Holy Spirit as the culmination of the hope of so many faithful people. If I remember, both of you have some experience with Pentecostal or Charismatic churches. I think just me. I do too. Oh, you do too? Okay, okay. And given recent um, movement around the world and within the local church, I was wondering if you see the swinging pendulum coming back towards openness to the Holy Spirit. Over the years, I've given mental assent to the importance of the Holy Spirit, but not really experienced anything until this year. Hmm. The mental knowledge was really helpful, but the presence of his spirit with us seems to be the goal of the Christian life, Apostle Paul et al. Mm -hmm. Blessings, Cameron. Okay. Wait, I don't know about your experience with Pentecostalism. Yeah. So I'm sorry I haven't explained this better, but uh, my dad was a pastor, um, you know, growing up. And yeah. His first pastoral role was at an Assemblies of God church, which is um, I remember this. pretty I just charismatic. Bible in my yeah. Head. So we'd have ladies with tambourines. Oh, man. We'd have people stand up in the middle of like worship and say, I have a word. And yeah. they'd start speaking in tons. And then there'd be somebody that would stand up and like interpret it. And yeah. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. We had that was my first 12, 13 years of my life. I don't know. I probably just didn't listen, but you probably said it's it. Probably. But. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> normal listener. <laughs> but that's wow. Okay, wild. And I totally grew up in like a super charismatic church too for sure. the first, only the first like handful of years of my life mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean that's where I was like my baby dedication. I talked yeah. about was like yeah. prayed to like prophesied that I'd be a pastor <laughs> yeah, one day as he cool. like held me up like Lion King baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it had like. Yeah, speaking in tongues and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, which, speaking in tongues still kind of weirds me out, even though I grew up in that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think Cameron's point is, yes. I would agree with it. That yes. it does seem like the the conservative wing of Christianity mm-hmm. has begun to lean more into the work, the person of the Holy Spirit. And I want to emphasize that word "person" because it's not yeah. an it or a force. Right, good job. It's a person, and so. Yeah, I would just agree with you, Cameron. I think we've experienced that here at Calvary, even as it's been really cool. As you've experienced that this last year, that's kind of on course with what I think as a church we've been experiencing. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I I do think, yeah, in a lot of ways, kind of like what what we've been pressing into at Calvary is, yeah, that we can hear from God, that we can experience God, that um, we believe that miracles do happen. You know, again, we don't believe... They always happen in the way we want them mm-hmm. to happen and stuff like that. And I do think like biblically, like I like how you talked about your church where it was like people spoke in tongues and then there was an interpretation because there's supposed to be a certain order of things in a, in a worship service. Um, but like I, yeah, I do sense like a growing um, openness to the person of the Holy Spirit within sort of Christendom, you know, if that's in more evangelical circles yeah. or um, stuff like that. So and I have a theory f- for why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I just do. Just you do. Yeah, I, you don't need. <laughs> and so tune in next week to the Calvary. <laughs> no, Life no. Here's my quick theory. I really think that the um, global church has mm-hmm. influenced the Western church in a positive way. Yep. In this way. So, and I'm not necessarily talking about the health wealth of what we've seen over some of Africa and Brazil and Latin America yeah. or the prosperity gospel, I should say. Yeah, in some Cause that's not, sometimes that. that's unhealthily tied to like the work of the Holy spirit. It does get, but yeah. it does seem like around the world that the spirit of God is moving in some really awesome and powerful ways, particularly yeah. in Muslim context yeah. that then is influencing missionaries yep. from the West that go there and then come back mm. and tell their stories of well, this is what God's doing. This is who God is. Yeah. And I think that's positively growing us as the Western church. Hmm. That's good, man. I agree. Yeah. So I don't know. I think short answer is we agree. And uh, I think we keep leaning into it and recognizing that the Holy Bible is not God, but the Holy Bible is how we, um, or it's, it's the, maybe the first and primary way we know about God. And it's so cool because yeah, it's the, as, as you say, it's the scriptures that speak of <laughs> the person of the Holy Spirit and even then the way the spirit sort of manifests, um, himself or in, in our life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, anyway, that's, 
like a it's an interesting thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool, man. Thanks for your questions, Cameron. Yeah, excellent questions. Thank you, Cameron. And so if you would like to have us answer your questions, and thanks to Joy as well. But if yeah, you'd like great to job, Joy. answer your questions, um, you can respond by emailing us podcast at calvarylife.org or texting us at our personal cell phone numbers if you know them. <laughs> or like what Joy did was at the prayer night last night, she came and to- told me one. <laughs> That's fine too. <laughs> she also um, feels very strongly that we should have guests that we interview more often. And I've oh. gotten that feedback from a couple people, okay. but uh, we'll do our best. Yep. Um, but we also are like recording at 9.30 a.m. on a Tuesday right <laughs> Not now. Not a lot of availability with a lot of people. <laughs> So there is a level where we want to get a podcast out more than we want to do it in a certain way. <laughs> you know? some, there's some, some, <laughs> some limitations. Yeah, yes. But um, anyway, uh, so cool. All right. Thanks, Maddie Doan. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.